nobody likes green text message bubbles. Welcome back to Filling You In. I'm Coco, and with me is my co-host, Subash. And today, we've got a great episode for you. Thank you all for the support again, for listening, tuning in, writing nice reviews, and rating our podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. And with that, let's get into the episode. So today, we're going to be discussing Apple versus Samsung. And, you know, it's it's a topic that we're both pretty versed in. Ever since I was young, I'd wake up early to watch the keynotes and, you know, I get super hyped for them. I know you have some sort of a same experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm an, um, there's nothing really more to say, dude. I'm an Apple fanboy. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not, dude. I think ever since like the iPhone 5C and the 5S released, dude, I was up watching the, the keynotes. Like, seriously, I, I definitely enjoy watching them. You know, it's a pretty cool moment. Uh, you know, you, you wake up hear about some dope new products that have released. Uh, they did some pretty interesting stuff during quarantine, during COVID with the Apple events. But yeah, I got really into it when I first saw the video of the Apple Watch. Uh, it was like this 10-minute video voiced by, narrated by Johnny Ivan. You know, I was just really hyped to potentially being able to watch movies during class on my watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's when I got really into Apple and things like that. And like you, I really haven't missed a keynote ever since. Yeah, and with that being said, let's just get into some of the background information on the two companies we're going to be focusing on today, which is Apple and Samsung. So Apple, as we all know, it had its two main founders, which is Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. But you may not know that it actually had a third founder, and that guy's name is Ronald Wayne. And, you know, you're probably wondering what happened to him. Well, he sold his share back to Steve Jobs and Wozniak. Um you know, a couple, it's, I think it was a couple weeks after he actually invested in the company, just for the reasons that he, he didn't think that they were going to go super far and it was too much of a financial risk for him. So he sold back his stock to them. And, you know, ever since then, Apple has revolutionized the personalized technology industry from the iPhone to the iPad, iMac, MacBook, Apple Watch. And, you know, I could really go on. But yeah, I mean, they've really had a huge impact on the 21st century. And it's just been really cool to, watch as they continue to have that effect on us yeah and then on the other side there's samsung samsung has been around since 1938 it is not owned by microsoft however they have a partnership nothing really more to it they might they make um phones tablets it's pretty much the same things that uh, apple makes except they kind of have their whole uh, home appliance section they definitely make a lot more products but we're going to be definitely talking more into like phones and tablets and, and and watches today who makes the better phone apple or samsung you know i would say that on hardware wise it's samsung and it, it's not even close like we've already established we're both big apple fans we i don't think we can just sit here and just say that apple has a better hardware because it's not true i mean Samsung's screens are better their cameras are better you know the features are better some of the features that are on the samsung apple will have in in five years you know like they're just behind. And that's interesting to see since Apple had a huge head start. Nobody was doing smartphones like Apple did when they released iPhone 1. The reason that Apple still dominates is mainly because of its ecosystem and UI. And so for those of you out there who are like, what's UI and what's ecosystem? UI is user interface. So that's just like how it looks and works and things like that. And the ecosystem is like a community, which is pretty much like all the different products and how they work together and things like that. And, you know, Apple's 
ecosystem and UI is just so fluid. It's so uh, it's familiar and things like that. And it's, it's just, it's dominant. And I think that's why they're able to still sell as many phones as they have, even though their phones aren't as good. What do you think? I agree a hundred percent on your entire take uh, with phones and stuff. However, uh, the one thing that Samsung does not do better, the only, well, really the only thing they do better than Apple when it comes down to technology is their phones. But Apple has so many other products on their product line. They definitely fall behind when it comes to tablets and, and wearables. Nobody's stopping Apple in that area of the of the tech industry. Apple Watch is on so many wrists and iPads are literally everywhere. I can't think of the last time I saw someone wearing a Galaxy Watch, if I've ever even seen somebody. Um, and I mean, it's just that's where that's where Apple's is better. Again, their ecosystem, everything works together. It's just a big web of products and all of them talk to each other. And that's why I think Apple Watch and iPad are amazing products. And it's not just Samsung with its phones that dominate Apple. You look at companies like Google that are rolling out things like Google Pixel. And yes, I mean, it looks kind of, it kind of looks different. But I mean, the Google Pixel phones are pretty outstanding. I mean, the camera quality is pretty close. The UI, like Samsung, is not as good because I think they both run Android or some form of software like that that's not apple but um yeah the google phone is good and it's a lot cheaper and it's affordable but both phones have sort of a stigma around that and that's really thanks to apple's ecosystem branding and ui and i think we should get right into that yeah pre pre pandemic when iphones released the night before there'd be lines outside of apple stores i mean literal mile long lines if you haven't seen the ones over in in new york or in la i mean they're they're insanely long um you know, and that just shows how much of a cult following Apple has. Uh, people are in love with Apple's products. They'll wait in line to get them before everyone else can. When it comes to non-iOS phones, talking to your iPhone, I mean, there's definitely like iPhone stigma for sure. Like the green text bubble hate. Like if you're that one kid in the group chat who's making everybody have a green bubble, like, you know what I mean? Like you're definitely, you're definitely the one getting booted out of the group chat. Just stuff like that, uh, you know. Things don't really work super seamlessly, but there's there's other cool features that are that are built into iOS as well that Samsung does not have. I think that the green text bubble was absolutely hilarious. I mean, you know, there was research done that showed that that color, like people weren't a fan of it. And for Apple to just go and change the Android and its competitors iMessage bubbles to that color, I think it was super smart play because it's super effective. In fact, I know a lot of people that, that own non-Apple phones that are like, gosh, man, you know, I really need to switch off of this because I'm actually yeah. getting so much hate for having green text message bubbles. And, you know, I think I might have to switch to an iPhone. And that's thanks to Apple's part. I mean, they do a great job with their branding. Pretty much every ad they pull they put out is absolutely fantastic. Cinematography. Yeah, their ads are so cool. Yeah. Their ads are so cool. And just like the cult following they have behind them, it's just, it's super hilarious to see how they've been able to build it up and to see where it is today. Everything just works, you know, for you want to connect to the TV, there's AirPlay. You want to send pictures or something like that, there's AirDrop. iMessages and things like that, I mean, it's just super, super fluid, familiar. It's completely fantastic. And, you know, I don't I don't think any company competes with that right now. I don't think there is any company that competes with that right now. Nah, no one's no one's doing no one's playing the ecosystem game like Apple is. Yeah, I mean, you know, the person behind the huge 
behind a lot of Apple's stuff was Steve Jobs. And a big question is, what would happen to Apple if he was still alive today? You know, what do you think? I mean, I could totally answer that. First thing, the last three iPhone releases, the last three iPhone releases have been so bad, like compared to each other. Like literally after the iPhone 10, I think the most revolutionary thing that's happened is probably the three cameras. Nothing else has happened versus if you look back when Steve Jobs was running the company or, you know, maybe closer to the to when he had just passed, dude, every single iPhone update was like massive. Like one of my one of my favorite ones, most notably, would be the step from the iPhone five to the iPhone six. The big that the screen was bigger. I mean, everyone was freaking out about it when when it released. Uh, camera was better. It was just a much bigger phone. I remember I thought it was so cool at the time, and I mean, still, dude, it was so cool. Now we look at iPhone sixes. We're like, what? Back then, I mean, it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I think if, if Steve Jobs was, was was still running the company, I mean, the innovation between iPhone to iPhone would be much greater. They wouldn't be just literally adding new colors and adding a camera every release and, you know, adding new finishes and stuff. It's all it's all either internal or it's like really like not super insane, like hardware changes. Another thing I think would be different. Apple Pencil may not have been a thing. Steve Jobs vocally talked about how he did, did totally disliked styluses. The innovation between iPhone to iPhone would be much bigger and the cha- there'd be a lot more changes. Yeah, you know, I think it has a big deal to do with his replacement as CEO, which is Tim Cook. I think Tim Cook, from a business standpoint, has done an excellent job growing the company. But I mean, he implemented all these things that made it not what it once was such as changing the iPhone refresh from two years to three years. So pretty much what that means is before, you know, there'd be iPhone like five, right? And then next year it'd be iPhone 5S. And then next year it'd be iPhone six. And then once there was iPhone 5S, after that, you know, there are huge features that are added on. But nowadays, you know, you go from iPhone like X to iPhone XS. And what is new? Like you got a new gold color. I don't think people really care about that. I mean, maybe some people who are in fashion do, but realistically like you could have given us a third camera then like if steve jobs was live now i think that a whole bunch of products would be completely different number one i think that the apple watch would be round by now you know there have been leaks there have been rumors and leaks and for stuff like that for years and i think it would have been implemented within you know three years of apple watch being released so like Apple Watch 3, I think it'd be a round design. I think that Apple probably would have worked on their streaming services and things like that because Steve Jobs was always at the forefront of new platforms and things like that. You look at iTunes and things like that. And I mean, he created that. That was one of the biggest things. And I think he would have recognized the potential in the streaming market and he would have hopped right on that. And so I think that's that would be another space where Apple would be dominant. I think Apple would be less scared of adding new features to their phones I mean, other companies do it. You look at Samsung. I remember one year, like their phones were like exploding or something. They had batteries in their phones, uh, lithium ion batteries that were, that had, uh, yeah, that that they're having some issues with them and they, they were exploding. Yeah. But I mean, now you see them and they're implementing all these new features, whereas Apple is waiting. It's like waiting five years for new features to be 100% safe. And then they're implementing it. And while they do get a bunch of sales from that, I mean, Steve Jobs would have immediately added it on, if not created those new features and things like that. I mean, why are we still using lightning cables to 
charger iPhones and things like that. I think he would have switched on to something revolutionary, would have been a lot different. And I think that the company Apple would be way different if Steve Jobs were alive today. Another big what if is what would happen if Bill Gates didn't bail Apple out when they were broke? So providing some context to Apple being broke in August 1997, Apple was pretty much bankrupt. They had just brought Steve Jobs back and Bill Gates, you know, he saw Apple was going down and you could say that he did this for many reasons, but he invested $150 million into Apple, which really allowed them to continue to develop products and become the company they are today, which is, I think, the biggest company in the world. I think it's around $2.1 trillion they're worth. I think it's around $2.1 trillion is Apple's worth. What are your thoughts? Bill Gates definitely earlier on had, had, a, big, had a big impact on, on Apple. But I think, yeah, if, if, Apple, if Bill Gates didn't bail out Apple and they were broke, I don't, personally, I don't even think they would be maybe even running. To be honest, they were in a really, you know, weird position when that happened. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of a simple question because like what would happen if he didn't get them out of bankruptcy? I mean, it's pretty simple. They would have gone bankrupt. But I mean, like, I guess it's would Steve Jobs have created something else because he had just come from Pixar and his company Next and things like that. Like what would that company be and would it be the same size as Apple is today? That's just, you know, an interesting to think about. Yeah, I mean, I think my answer with when it comes to the size, I mean, you never know. But he, Steve Jobs would have had to restart everything and basically start from the ground up. So, uh, you know, would have been a, a step back, but we never know because, you know, that never happened. What can they add to iPhone? I mean, if I was asked this question a while back, I would have never thought what they're doing now would be what they would add in the future, uh, especially when the iPhone 10 launched. Like, I had no idea where Apple was going to go with that, but... What do you think? What do you think is with the future of iPhone? I think that the problem is that they have all these leaks that come out and, you know, it gets everybody hyped for new features that we think are going to be in the new iPhone. And then when it gets released, it's really not. And you have to wait like five years for that feature you really wanted to come out five years ago. Kind of a letdown. You know, personally, I would like to see a iPhone with, you know, two day battery. That'd be super nice. Things like that. Increased screen quality and camera quality. Samsung has a 100x zoom on one of their phones. Get that on the iPhone ASAP. You know, maybe make it 200x just just for the heck of it. Um, another thing I think they could add is changing the lightning. I mean, I like lightning cables and all, but I mean, it's slow. It's slower than things that are out there, and there are definitely way better alternatives to it. What do you think? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like you said, hey, Samsung has a 100 times zoom lens. Psych. Nope. You know what? For the fun of it, let's just, Apple just let's just make it two hundred times. I mean, you got you got to do it big, bigger and better. Uh, I think that's the only way you can really go with it. Uh, it, it, it whatever Apple does, they have to. They just have to one up what what Samsung is doing, and give people a reason to buy their phone, not just because of the ecosystem, not just because of the Apple logo, but because it's a genuinely great phone and has better features than than the from the competition. Yeah, I think user interface wise and ecosystem wise, they don't really have to worry. They just got to continue what they're doing, which is make great products that work well together and they'll be fine. But, you know, that also begs the question is if they don't make these changes, is Apple going to be alive in 20 years? Will it die? What are your thoughts? Um, it's, it's, it's unpredictable. It's hard to say. Right now, Apple's at a really interesting point. Um, whatever they do within the next two to three years, I think it's just going to be what what's going to decide Apple's future? They really have to start making some really serious uh, moves, you know, 
Vroom Vroom talks about Apple Car coming. Do I think that's going to save Apple or not? Maybe not save them, but do I think that's going to, you know, maybe get bring back some of the hype? Maybe. To be honest, it's kind of a big step. Uh, but Apple, I don't think Apple will die if they if they get really get back to 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 changing the industry and doing things that no one else is doing, and not just releasing you know slight changes. And instead, you know, doing things that aren't out yet, doing things that Samsung isn't doing, things that Google isn't doing. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll see from there. But right now, I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. You know, I think they're not going to die mostly because Tim Cook has done a great job, like I said before, making sure that Apple continues to grow. As you know, you can tell Apple's worth has only gone up since Steve Jobs' death. Yeah, so do I think Apple's going to die? Uh, I don't think so. Tim Cook has done a great job making sure that the business only has gone up since Tim Cook's death. They're number one in the world in size. But I think that by 2050, Google will be the biggest technology and overall company in the world. I mean, you see what they're doing now? Google is probably the biggest search engine that is used around the world. And, you know, they're coming out with technology that is really just changing the game. And I think that by 2050, they will be the biggest tech company in the world. And yeah, that's a wrap on today's episode. If you guys are listening over on YouTube, be sure to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate every subscriber. It really does mean a lot. And hey, comment down below your favorite part of today's episode. If you guys are over on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Five stars, please, and write something nice. Once again, thanks for letting us fill you in, and we will see you in the next episode.